If we look back on our divorces, what would you say was the most difficult part of that process? Well, one, where do you go? Who do you talk to? Where do you get direction? Because you instantly think of an attorney first. Just going through the divorce can take months, years, and it's painful, it's yeah. traumatic. Yeah. And now, what does your life look like? And are you surviving? Or are you thriving? Yes, yeah, sometimes you're barely surviving. And I think not knowing how to move forward. So in this episode, we talked to Martha Bodyfeld, who is a divorce recovery coach. And she talks to us about how she works with her clients and how she teaches them to thrive after divorce. Whether you have been through a divorce, whether you know somebody going through a divorce, or God forbid you go through another divorce, this is an option. And we thought this was a really important topic to bring to all our listeners. So we hope you enjoy Martha. Hi, I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast, where we explore all the pieces that make up a woman, mind, body, and soul. We are two everyday women who have survived, thrived, been defeated, humbled, and spent our lives committed to embracing all complexities of being a woman. This podcast is dedicated to all women, all women searching for real conversations. We are gonna be exploring everything from sexuality, aging, menopause, physical and mental health, spirituality, marriage, divorce, and blended families. Everything is on the table, except politics. Every episode will be committed to engaging conversations that will include interviews with influential women, leaders, healers, authors, and good friends. Thank you for taking this journey with us. So today we're here with Martha Bodyfelt, and we're speaking with her about what she does in terms of coaching. And, you know, most of us are pretty familiar with coaches. We hire them for our businesses. We even hire for life coaches, nutrition and fitness. And so why would we not consider hiring a coach to help us navigate a divorce? And so Martha Bodyfout has spent the past, I want to say 11, 12 years, providing resources to women that are going through a divorce and helping them navigate how to get unstuck after a divorce, but also the healing process that needs to happen for them to move forward. So we're excited to have you here, Martha. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited to be here and talk about what I see as just a really important issue for women who are in, in midlife and who are going through a painful divorce, as well as the ones who are maybe divorced for a few years and still feeling stuck. So um, I'm really, really excited to be sharing, sharing this space and this time with you all. Well, we appreciate it. And Martha, I have to say, and we've talked about this before, and Christine and I have talked about this. We both have been through a divorce, mm -hmm. and I never thought that there was such a thing as a divorce recovery coach or a divorce coach or somebody that outside of a therapist that could mm -hmm. help you. But I love the idea that it's so specific to just dealing with a divorce and coming out on the other end successful. And you kind of gear your website talks a little bit more about professional women. Mm -hmm. And I know just being one who was stuck, you do get stuck because your whole life. Absolutely. Changes. Absolutely. So where do we start? So we find you and then I call you. I've been through a divorce and I'm like, hey, I need help. What does that look like? 
Right. So usually at the beginning, what I what I see and kind of I would say kind of the uh, the origin story of a lot of my clients is there they are. Picture this. It's two in the morning. Your eyes are bloodshot because you were probably working on your laptop, answering the work emails, taking client calls, being just the professional, incredible wonder woman that you are. And you were probably doing a lot of the corporate work or any of the other types of fields that you're in and working too much because that was ironically your solace during your divorce or after your divorce. And so maybe after one or two or three or four glasses of wine, actually, that's my story. Um, <laughs> you might be, you might find yourself Googling at two or three in the morning with your dog kind of looking up at you, like, why are you still up? Or your cat just kind of glaring at you because that's what cats do. And you might be Googling divorce help or divorce support. And you might go onto a divorce support group on Facebook or whatnot, but you just see a whole bunch of negativity that, well, I want to make my ex pay or my ex is dating so-and-so, what a jerk. And you might just feel really frustrated because you can't find any good resources that are just no BS, empowering advice that doesn't make you feel like the victim until you stumble upon my website, MarthaBodyFelt.com. And so what we have there are a lot of wonderful resources that are just empowering, no BS advice to make you feel confident, to give you courage that maybe you've never even felt in your life and to kind of give you the uh, the, kick in the, the kick in the rear you need to basically take control of your life post-divorce and get you unstuck. So usually I would say kind of the, the journey for my clients and my readers is they'll sign up for my newsletter. They'll get a free divorce goddess recovery guide. They can take a quiz to find out exactly what's keeping them stuck. And then they are going into the Martha Body Felt coaching community where they receive free no BS advice every single week uh, that's that's delivered to them. And if they want to work with me, they schedule a free divorce transformation call. And in just 30 minutes by walking through what their biggest problems are, how long they've had the problem, what they think will happen if they actually don't solve the problem. We figure out the potential client and myself if if we are good to work together for a divorce coaching or divorce recovery coaching. And so I think the thing with me is I'm definitely not... I'm definitely not like a kumbaya, get your vision board, no shade to the types of coaches who are like that, but that's not me. I am a proud army veteran. I grew up in a very rural part of America. So kind of that no BS self-reliance is just kind of ingrained in my DNA. And so if a client decides to work with me, we'll usually focus on a three-month healing intensive. And during that time, we meet every single week and we employ what I call the lion heart method, which is a patented method where we get crystal clear on the problems that are actually keeping a client stuck. Now, usually what my clients who are always professional women, who I would say are in their 50s and better, they usually think that they have a certain problem such as, oh, my ex is a jerk. And we dig deep. And within a matter of a couple of weeks, we dig really deep and find out what their actual problem is. Spoiler alert, ladies, it's never the problem they actually think that it is that's keeping them stuck. And so after that, what we basically do is we've rewired their DNA. Now, I am not an Agent Orange specialist. I'm not a scientist. But when we're talking about rewiring DNA, what we're doing is actually blasting apart all of those narratives that are keeping them stuck, all of those narratives that are making them feel unworthy in a really intensive but loving form. 
format that could actually take weeks for them or not weeks, but years or decades in therapy to uncover. But we do it in a very kind of intensive, no BS way. And then we help build that client with new narratives that actually stick. And that's kind of the healing, loving work. That's what we call rewiring your DNA for radical self-love and confidence. And once we have that in place, we give them kind of a, a good roadmap so they can basically go and live life on their own terms. And so I would say that's kind of the, the client journey, that initial three months that I take my, my clients on to basically get their life back and to get their power back after divorce. Well, I love that. Martha, it sounds like you are a definite, it's got to be the divorcee who has got the mindset of I'm ready to do some work. I'm ready to get out of this mode. I want to, I mean, which I think sounds awesome. It sounds like it's solution-based. It's not... Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, we're going to put this practice into play. Um, you're not there necessarily on the just getting through. Well, I guess maybe you are. Clarify that. or Because if they are stuck in the pain, mm -hmm. um, how do they move from the pain to getting, I, I guess is the question, to making progress? Sure. No, and that's a really, that's a really good question. And what is interesting is some of my clients who come to me who've been divorced for two or three years before they, they find me and we start working together, they say, and it doesn't matter if the client is a science professor. It doesn't matter if she is a top selling realtor. It doesn't matter if she is a psychiatric nurse. Every single one of them who's already been divorced say to me, good God, Martha, where in the beep, where were you when I was going through separation or I was going through divorce? And so I actually love working with clients who maybe are just starting their separation as well. Because what we do is we can put in those frameworks right at the beginning of divorce, which is basically how to make sure you're protecting yourself and taking care of yourself by setting up boundaries with everybody, by training yourself to not actually respond to your ex's text messages or to not get stuck in that pit of loneliness where you make decisions that are going to disempower you. What we also do is we can set up a plan that is giving them the clarity to actually ask for what they want during the divorce. Now, I work with a lot of divorce attorneys and what they tell me is, Martha, I am going to refer my clients to you because here's kind of insider trading here, insider tip, insider baseball. I'm not sure. I'm not a sports fan. <laughs> I'm trying to use a metaphor that is clearly not working. But what a lot of divorce attorneys tell me is they say, I have a client who will come in and they are emotional and they can sympathize with that. But they say, if you want to sit and cry in my office for $350 an hour, fine, but I can't advocate for you and I can't make this divorce go your way and get what you want so you can heal faster if you don't know what the hell you want. And so something, the work that I do with women who are actually at the beginning of divorce or going through the divorce process is I can help them and I'll teach them how to get complete clarity on what they want their future to look like. And so they can reverse engineer that for when they're going through the divorce process. And so that will actually give them the confidence and the clarity to not be stuck in the emotionality of divorce. And so that's going to actually make them feel stronger and more confident. So at the end of divorce, they're not going to be so burnt out and just so drained from all of that divorce pain. They're going to have their cup full versus just being completely drained. And that time when you're drained is what keeps you stuck. And so after three or four years, if the women are still drained from their divorce, 
yeah, it's no wonder why they're feeling stuck. So I say nip it in the bud. If you're going through separation, that's an excellent time to have a divorce coach. But if you didn't know about that and you've been divorced for a while, it's not like it's too late for you. There's still an ability to get you to where you want to be with divorce recovery. Oh, I think that is so great. I, Christy, you may have a question, but there's so many things that just came to my mind. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that go to mediation now. They try mediation Mm -hmm. first. So they get an attorney, but sometimes the attorney, so I I love hearing the fact that you talk to a lot of divorce attorneys. I Mm -hmm. think that is powerful advice. Do you find sometimes the women, I know there's all different categories, but sometimes they can be too nice because Mm -hmm. they're so hurt. Or they'll settle for less. Like, this is where I think this is so valuable of learning to stand up for yourself. And you talked about boundaries earlier. That would be super helpful of having that coach in your ear saying, it's okay to ask for that. Not just necessarily an attorney telling you what they think you should get or not, but just coming at it from a different point is what I'm picking up on. Absolutely. And when I went through my certified divorce coaching process, so there is, it is something that is certified by the International Coaching Federation and what the instructors and what the master trainers teach trainees is to really understand the six biggest mistakes in divorce. The one that has always stuck out with me is what they called throwing in the towel. And that's where women, and this is what I've seen with a lot of my clients is regardless of their background, they are people pleasers. Now, a lot of times that people pleasing comes from how they were raised. Maybe it comes from a sense of shame if they were raised in a religious household. Maybe it comes from just kind of the the sense of patriarchy and misogyny. That's a whole other different podcast, but it comes from the sense that we as women, certainly women of a certain age, have been raised to accommodate, have been raised to not ruffle feathers. And unfortunately, once you are trying to go through the divorce process, I do have a lot of clients that say, well, I just want it to be done and over with. Now, the problem is what I have seen with some of those clients is the ones who had said, I just want it to be done and over with before we started working together. Ostensibly, what happens is their manipulative, mean, cruel ex will come back trying to ask for more money or will try to come back and mess with their heads because they did throw in the towel, because they did try to accommodate. Now, a lot of women might try to do that because they say, I just want it done and over with. That I mean, that can be very, very difficult, especially if you were a woman who maybe spent some time with her career on hiatus and was not working outside of the home. And then to that, I say, well, there is some financial things that are due for you that to help you get started. So don't just throw in the towel. Absolutely not. You need to stand your ground and really understand your value. And this is deeply rooted in your value and your sense of self-worth, which again, I think a lot of women in our society were not given those tools to recognize that. And then we see that actually getting transferred when they're going through divorce and they just want to throw in the towel and to try to over-accommodate. And so I kind of see it as my calling and my mission in life to empower women to say, just because you did that before, just because you were raised as a people pleaser does not mean that you need to do the same thing and bend over backwards during divorce because that's going to make you feel stuck moving on from divorce. Well, I think you also are touching on something that we probably don't pay attention to, which when we're going through that process, the people that we're relying on are probably our friends Mm -hmm. that are very intimate into the relationship. Sometimes, you know, they're relying on their children. 
Mm-hmm. They're um, looking at their parents. And mm-hmm. so there's a kind of a vested interest there that might be um, conflicting for them to be able to give good advice. And so considering that, you know, mm-hmm. having a divorce coach coming from an outside perspective that you can trust the information is neutral, but also advocating for you at the same time, you don't have that. What's, I'm, I can't think of the word, but you're not it's like it's like bias yes you know or maybe that they're just as angry as you are so they're still not able to help you navigate Mm -hmm. from a healthy place absolutely and if i may speak from my own personal experience about 10 years ago i went through my own very painful divorce and i think my friends and i had a really good support system with friends and family members and i think and I think we're all, we, we have empathy for the people in our family and the people that we, that we love and we care about. And we just want to try to empathize. But unfortunately, a lot of that empathy comes across as kind of, I would say, kind of stirring the pot and soaking fire. So it would be things such as with my friends, well, I never liked him anyway. It's like, well, you had him over for your wedding. You had him over for New Year's. And so, oh, he was, he was just a jerk. You know, he, he lost a good woman. And so when we have our friends kind of get pulled into the divorce story like that, while they're trying to be sympathetic and empathetic, and they're trying to serve as a source of support, sometimes that can actually drag us down and that can actually keep us stuck because it is in a situation and it's putting us in a mind frame of being the victim and of being the sad person. And so I think in my family, because I came from a very large conservative Catholic family, I think I may have been the first person in this humongous family. I'm talking like dozens of cousins. I may have been the first person, I think, in the whole family to have gotten divorced. And so I had aunts and cousins and whatnot reaching out to me being like, well, I didn't know him, but he seemed like a beep. And um, and to me, I thought, well, they're trying to reach out. But again, they're not helping. There are different ways. They're not helping. Exactly. Exactly. Because what that does is that pulls somebody kind of in that victimhood mentality. And so for friends or listeners out there who may not be going through divorce, but they might know people in their family or they might have a close friend who's going through a divorce or who is maybe feeling stuck or sad or grieving after the divorce. I think something I would kind of invite those folks to think about is basically not trash talking, but instead coming from a place of empowerment and support. Hey, do you want to go check out this new restaurant with me? Do you want to go to this new wine tasting with me or something like that, that keeps keeps the things going forward for that, for that person. So it is, I think, and I think why folks are attracted to divorce coaching is I am going to help you. I'm going to empower you, but I don't really have skin in the game. So I don't have to placate those, those feelings. I don't have to say your ex is a jerk because I don't know the guy. Maybe if I did, I would probably call him all sorts of things, but I don't know him and I'm focused on you. And so because of that, I don't want to focus on this idea of hatred and putting your mental energy on just disliking this person. I want to put it on you, empowering yourself, calling you out on maybe any kind of mental BS to get you strong, to keep you having stronger boundaries and to help you actually set a course for your life that's all about you and not about the divorce and not about your ex-husband. So that segues into um, what I'm going to ask next with, um, in 2015, you wrote an article or a blog surviving your split. 
Mm-hmm. The Huffington Post published this and yes. probably <laughs> over 10 million readers with this blog. So yes. <laughs> what, what does surviving your split mean? So I think when I originally started on the blog, it was focused mainly with deep empathy and helping people survive a terrible situation in their, in their lives. And so I was focused more on how do you get rid of shame? How do you get rid of guilt? And so at that time, when I was just a baby divorce coach, a newbie divorce coach, to me, surviving your split meant, well, we're going to just show you how to avoid the six common mistakes that many people going through divorce are dealing with. We're just going to show you how to find the right divorce attorney for your situation. We're going to show you the right questions to ask a divorce attorney so you can get the most from your hourly rate with that attorney and save money. We're going to show you how to create a budget for yourself if this was something that maybe your husband had been in charge of. We're going to show you how to reach out and build social networks for yourself and come into contact with people just like you that maybe isn't just your married friends who sometimes disappear after your divorce or even even your husband. And so that was just a wonderful time in at the beginning of my career when I was showing those very kind of practical steps. But honestly, ladies, as I kind of grew as a coach and as the business grew, what I saw was most of my clients were starting to be women in their 50s and better, in their late 40s and better, who were professionals who weren't looking and didn't necessarily need that very practical, pragmatic, step-by-step advice on questions to ask your lawyer. But what they were looking for was, how do I set better boundaries in my home life? I'm a boss lady at work, but how do I set boundaries with my annoying mother who wants me to come over every weekend? How do I tell my college-age daughter that, no, I'm not going to give her $500 because I just paid for her college tuition? How do I tell my friends to quit giving me comments on, well, haven't you moved on yet? Why haven't you moved on? How do I feel okay going to a restaurant by myself or going to an art show by myself? And so because I started getting these types of clients, I had a mindset shift of, this is where I'm actually called now is to help empower women. And so I think surviving your split started from a very pragmatic place. But while I still love doing the actual divorce coaching work, it's not just surviving anymore. To me, I want to empower for women. It's about thriving and evolving and making your post-divorce life actually the life of your dreams. So that I think was a very long-winded answer, kind of the odyssey of uh, how surviving your split and what that meant. It meant at first getting through with practical no BS steps, but now we have transferred and kind of evolved as a, as a, as, as a business to mark the body felt coaching, showing divorced oh. women how to get out of that rut. I think I love that. And what I love about it too, is I feel like you're that component of the tough love and sometimes maybe a kick in the pants. (laughs) Sometimes we need to hear it, right? Yeah. Get in our own head and we get, um, we kind of stop the growth process because we're just stuck in all the minutia of it all. And uh, I want to just touch on what you said earlier. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much for talking about what other people say. Um, when you're going through it, I think that's oh, yeah. hugely <laughs> valuable advice. And it's really, I'll take note because 
I know when I was going through my divorce, there were a lot of people that would say, oh yeah, I, I thought this, or, oh, I know this story. And I had to mm-hmm. stop people and say, I don't want to hear. Enough. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to be, I don't want the negativity. I don't want that. But then you start thinking, boy, how many people out there have something to say? And you really <laughs> said it when you were married. Exactly. And so you start second guessing yourself as mm-hmm. well. So I thought that was a huge point that you brought up. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And I say this that I think most, I can't say everybody in a friend circle or a family circle has your best intentions of heart at heart, but I would like to think that people are coming from a place of empathy, but if they're not a trained professional or they just, they think that, okay, this is how I can support this person I love who's hurting, who I don't know how to help is just talking smack. I think that they're, I think they they mean no harm, but I think I'm definitely the type of coach and I definitely pride myself on being the type of coach that is going to be that no BS, all accountability partner. Um, as just kind of brief background, I've, I, I think I've shared briefly that I kind of grew up in a very kind of no BS environment, um, growing up in kind of like a self-reliant kind of rural America kind of situation, as well as having served in the U.S. Army. So having been um, a woman who has served in a male-dominated career, as well as working in kind of male-dominated national security sector before I switched to divorce coaching, that is kind of an energy. And I think just kind of my personality, who I am coming from a big family, that it is very kind of take charge. And I like to think how I do divorce coaching and divorce recovery coaching as a tough love kind of um, personal trainer. That if you go to a personal trainer saying, I either want to get shape for a marathon or, man, my doctor said I have to drop 25 pounds and my blood pressure is out of control and I'm pre-diabetic and I hate how I look. If you have a trainer who says, well, all those things are okay. And you know that's, that's fine. You can live with those things. Okay, there is a space for people like that, but that is that is not the type of coach I am. I'm not going to be a coach who shames anybody. Hell no. But I am going to be that coach of, okay, well, what exactly are your patterns right now? How, where do you want to be in three months, six months, a year? What are things that we can actually plan right now to help you achieve those small digestible goals? And so that's how I see myself is the, the right kind of personal trainer, but for divorce and divorce recovery. Because I think... For me, honesty and candor and tough love to me is a, is a sign of respect. We deserve to all be held to, to a higher standard. Why not hold that high standard to ourselves? And sometimes you need someone who has worked with women for, for years to, to show you that and to show you that you deserve that good life and here's how you can get it. Well, and I would, I would think that um, some of that, when you say no BS and the tough love, mm-hmm. Would you say that that's coming into play quite a bit with, you know, obviously it's coming into play when you're talking about how um, we need to be more empowered and we need to be taking charge of our life. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine you're kind of addressing that piece to maybe someone that's coming out of a relationship, coming out of a divorce, whether it's three months, six months, a year, and they're still mm-hmm. blaming. They're still mm-hmm. blaming mm-hmm. the ex mm-hmm. and they've not been able to May be aware of maybe where it's got to, you know, we have to consider that there's two places. I mean, yes, there's mm-hmm. some situations that we are, we, you know, cheating, abuse, abuse. sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're talking about someone who's, you know, been married for so many years and then they, you know, they've gone their separate ways, but they're still blamed. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about tough love 
no BS where we're saying, okay, look, we're stopping this blame. We now are in a place that we need to make choices, mm-hmm. we need to, you know, take charge of our life, and we have to leave that energy behind us. Absolutely. So something that I see, I have a as an example, I, I have a client who her, her, her ex was just a jerk. He was a narcissist. He was a jerk. He tried to steal her all her money. Um, she, she was smart. Her family had great lawyers. That didn't happen. But the whole conversation for, I would say, the first six months of us working together was, we'll call him. Let's just give him a pseudonym. Um, let's, let's, let's call him, oh goodness, uh, let's call him Damien. Oh, that's not his name, but she's like, well, Damien made me feel like this and Damien made me feel like that. And that's why, but I, so I woke up today and I didn't want to get up and I was thinking about how mean Damien was in 1997 and this and that. And so I had said to her, I said, okay, let's do an exercise. I want you to imagine that, yes, Damien is a jerk. So what? Now what? Okay, we admit you don't need to you don't need to convince me that your ex-husband's a jerk. But what are you going to do about it? Well, he just makes me so mad and I said, "Okay, but what are you going to do about it?" And there was silence because I think a lot of times when we are in a situation like that where we are still grieving and we're hurting and we're stuck, we don't even see that we have the power to change our own life after divorce. And so that is an exercise that I really like doing with my clients, or even if I'm on a sales call with a client or a prospective client, and they start with, well, my ex is, my ex said, he wants this. And I said, so what? I'm not talking to your ex. I'm not working with your ex. What do you want? What do you want to do? And that can be a very uncomfortable moment, not for me, because I'm, I'm, I kind of got like that drill sergeant kind of energy. But I think with the clients that I've worked with and, and whatnot, I see that because there's that silence. There's that silence that they have been asked a question from really kind of gently calling them out on their BS that they're like, well, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know. And so I say that is actually not knowing, but now realizing that that person is to no longer blame for you being stuck is a very powerful place to be. And it's a very crucial place to be because then if you realize, yes, this person was a jerk, but the rest of my life has nothing to do with him. That's when we can do that healing work. That's when you can make those clear-headed decisions during your divorce. That's when after your divorce, you can take those critical steps to put yourself first and to start building your own self-worth and just basically casting aside all the crappy narratives that had you guessing yourself and your marriage and probably for decades before that saying, okay, you don't need to convince me that he's a jerk. You don't need to convince me that you had a terrible divorce. Hell, you don't need to convince me that you had a bad marriage because I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm, I am, I am but a coach. I'm but a divorce coach, but I care about you. I care about what you want in the future. And what I've seen so surprising in the years that I've worked with people is they've never put themselves first. They don't know how to articulate what they want because they were raised with this mentality that they had to take care of everybody else. They were defining themselves as a mother and wife, which has a season and a time and a place. But if you've never been given the tools or the veil has never been lifted on your eyes to realize 
you are a woman of your own agency. And now this is a time for you to have your own future. And this divorce is giving you a second chance. If you've never even realized that, then how do you have those skills to move on? And I think that's why the work of divorce coaches and divorce recovery coaches is so crucial. And the work that I do with my clients is so crucial because it gets the women out of that victim mentality. And it starts putting the responsibility, the permission and the responsibility for them to finally put their life in their own hands and to claim it as themselves as a woman who was given a second chance, not a sad divorce. I think that is so powerful. I just want to piggyback on it because to me, it's, it's even the same Christy touched on, you know, hey, they're just parting, they're going there, they've grown apart, mm-hmm. they're going their separate ways. But I would think even if you're a victim of abuse, let's just say mm-hmm. it is the other person's fault 100%, which that does sure. happen. Um, mm-hmm. It is their fault. You still have to take ownership to change your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it feels like what you just said, you know, removing that veil and asking the right question of, okay, you can blame it. Because I I can Mm -hmm. see how easy it would be to get stuck in that, but to refocus and go, but now what are you going to do? I think that is so powerful. Thank you. Thank you. And um, it's, it's definitely something that I, I practice what I preach. And if I can, um, if I you know, can share with your audience in, in college, when I was, I was young and I didn't know any better, I was in an extremely abusive relationship. Um, one of these ones that when it ends, there were, you know, thoughts of taking your own life and, and things of that nature. Um, and I, went to a therapist, my, my favorite college professor said, and he was very no BS. He's like, there's something wrong with you. You're going to university counseling. And so I remember talking with this, um, God bless him, this, uh, this, uh, this, this, uh, psychologist at the university. And I laid everything out and he said, okay, well, that man is no longer in your life. You are in your life now. So what are you going to do? And at the age of 20, that was just, I mean, it was a revelation. And years later, I was in the army and um, I suffered a, a spinal injury, which was a career, basically a career ending, uh, career ending injury at the age of 26. And I had this whole thing, you know, for me that, oh, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it was all uh, taken away within the course of a couple of months. And I remember that actually, I think, contributed to the demise of my marriage was this kind of feeling of uh, self-pity and victimhood that my life is over, my career is over. And that carrying to, I think, the demise of my marriage. And I just remember when I was crying, I think, three months into knowing that I was leaving the army. And I remember falling asleep on the couch and just kind of waking up and, and feeling terrible. But it was like this voice was saying to me, so what are you going to do with your life? And I was like, was, is, was, was my husband asking that? No, he was asleep. I didn't, I didn't think my dog could talk. Um, and it was just something like, what are you going to do with your life? And it was almost like that, that, that counselor from years before was whispering that to me. And years later then when I was separated and, and, and crying at two in the morning, trying to Google divorce things and not finding anything, it was almost like that voice whispered in my ear again, what are you going to do with your life? And I call that kind of, if you can gently and lovingly hold up the mirror to yourself. And a lot of women can't do that. Um, But I feel like if you do work with a divorce coach or divorce recovery coach, that is a gift and that is a tool that they can give you 
is gently and lovingly holding up that mirror saying, yes, you went through hell. Yes, you may have been a survivor of infidelity or abuse, whether it was psychological or emotional or anything like that. We are not discounting that. We never need to, we don't need to minimize that. But we are saying, yes, and not yes, but, 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 but this happened, this happened, this happened. Yes, it did. And what do you plan to do now? Because we take that baton and we carry it over for the rest of your life because this divorce does not define you. What you do after this divorce defines you. Well, those are wise words. When you go, when you go through something that traumatic, Mm -hmm. uh, we, we walk away, you know, a lot of us walk away from that and we don't do the work that needs to be done so that we can move forward mm-hmm. and create um, a healthy relationship with whoever is um, in our future. Mm-hmm. And I think we can, we, some of us will fall into whether it's drinking wine or mm-hmm. going, you know, hardcore into fitness or some way of masking to um, minimize the pain of that loss and processing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, when I was divorced, um, it was around 20, I was about 27 years old and mm-hmm. it was so painful. It was, mm-hmm. it was a lot of alone time and learning how to be alone and a lot of shame because I was judging myself for it not mm-hmm. working. I, I wasn't sure how to navigate the kids and the split custody. And there was just so much going on for a 26-year-old. And even, a, you know, even for a 50-year-old going through that, I think mm-hmm. to have somebody on your side to be able to coach you through all of those things so that you can come out in the end without having replaced those feelings with another person. So jumping into dating, absolutely right out the door Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. thinking that you need another man in this case um, to be able to survive and really work on just you and building yourself to this woman that you have just described, I think is a gift. It's powerful. Why it hasn't been something that, you know, has been around for a long time. Like where the hell was Martha? When Christy, I know. <laughs> I'm, I know, I would have had your back too. I mean, <laughs> but I, I may have been going through my divorce at the same time, though. So at least we could have commiserated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just want to say it's a gift to give yourself. You know, we talk about doing therapy. Mm-hmm. We talk about um, how that can benefit us and the value in that. And I think that there's so much value in having a coach help us through one of the toughest things that you can go through and. Um, so I think what your, your work is amazing. And I hope, you know, I know we have listeners. I know that I have friends that are recently divorced mm-hmm. uh, in their fifties and starting over. And that's a scary place to be. Mm-hmm. So if you're stuck or if you just don't know what the next step looks like, um, you want to be powerful in your choices for your future. Um, I think that this is a great solution. I do too. And I wanted to just say we, you know, doing our research and kind of looking, I wanted to share before we, um, cause Martha, we do want you to tell where people can find you, but, sure. um, looking at some of your reviews, it's pretty telling. So <laughs> one of them, I think it's awesome. It's, I love working with Martha. She is a godsend. Every little thing is more empowering now, whether I'm at work or dealing with my ex or my kids, I now have a voice and I'm learning to put myself first, something I'd never done in my 20 plus years of marriage. Wow. I'm rebounding faster now and can't wait to see what the future holds. 
holds. Thank you, Martha, for empowering me and showing me what's possible. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that like, if I think about it too much, I'll start to cry um, because I'm just like, I'm just, you know, I'm just this little divorce recovery coach, just trying to, you know, just trying to uh, build a business and support myself and make my way through the world. And so when, when my clients who they, I have clients who love writing testimonials, even when we're working together, when we're not, when, even when we haven't finished together. And, um, I, it, it, it knows for me, at least it's, 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 I'm proud of that because I'm like, I am, I am just the, the, or I am just a lighthouse. I am, I am guiding these clients, but it's these clients who are investing themselves and are having the courage to knock down their comfort zone and to question the narratives that they've been operating on for decades and are having the courage to say to their mom or say to their their adult children, no, I'm not going to do that for you because I'm going to put myself first. And so I I feel like I'm just the um I'm just a lighthouse. And I think that it's it's the clients who are doing the work. I have a formula that can help them. I have a system that has been proven and I have a no BS all empowering attitude. And I just don't I don't let I won't let anybody quit because I know with any woman, we have been through so many trials in our lives that we have, we've emerged from. We've been phoenixes in so many different parts of our lives. Now is the time to be the phoenix in your own life. And so I don't know when I hear the the testimonials, sometimes like I can't even read them because I'm like, now I'm going to blush. And so I, I just think it's, um, for me, it's, 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 it's the, it's a justification or a sign that I'm, I'm doing something right in this world and just motivation to, to keep doing it because for every one client that I'm, that I'm working with, there might be a hundred that don't think that they're worth the investment in themselves. And they may not think that they're worth investing in the future. And so maybe just even empowering them right now with the free resources. So they have the courage to invest in themselves. And for every 100 of those, I know there's probably thousands and thousands of women who might log on to Google. Do people log on anymore? I feel like we're always logged on, (laughs) but might Google divorce support or divorce help at two in the morning, like I know I did 12 years ago and I'm hoping that they find my website and they sign up for the newsletter and they book a free call and they can get that empowerment and that confidence that I know that's in them so they can have that post-divorce life that I know that they absolutely deserve. That was a totally long-winded answer to your guys' question. (laughs) Well, you're clearly making a difference. And I heard in that um, you do have some free resources. So let's direct our audience to how they find you. Absolutely. So uh, if you, if anybody who's interested wants to go over to the website or if they have friends or family who are interested, just go to MarthaBodyFelt.com. It is the most phonetically sounding name in the world. It's a wacky last name. Thank you, Ellis Island, but it's just M-A-R-T-H-A-B-O-D-Y-F, like Fox, E-L-T dot com. And when you're there, you can actually take a free quiz. And that free quiz is going to help you start to discover what's actually really keeping you stuck after your divorce. And while you're there, 
you can actually download my free Divorce Goddess Recovery Guide, which is 20 pages of no BS advice to start helping you get back on your feet and holding yourself accountable for the incredible post-divorce life that you deserve. And if they do feel so bold, I would definitely on that same page, invite your listeners to book a free divorce transformation call with me. In just 30 minutes, we can really pinpoint what struggles that they're having and we can see if we would be a good match to work together. Oh, I love that. Well, Martha, this one, I am so grateful we found you. I think this- Likewise, I'm grateful you guys found me out out here in the wilderness. (laughs) (laughs) Huge for our (laughs) listeners because we just never knew. And when Christy and I discovered it, we're like, did you ever, have you ever heard of a divorce coach? No, I've never heard of one. So (laughs) it's phenomenal that you're doing this work and it sounds like you're making a big impact and we're just excited for you. We want to keep in touch, but thank you so much for being on and sharing. Thank you, everybody. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from you ladies soon, being a guest on your podcast again, and to speaking with any of the listeners if they decide to join the MarthaBodyFelt.com community. Martha has been gracious enough to offer all of our listeners a $250 discount off of any of her packages if you want to sign up for her coaching uh, for the next 10 days. So make sure to mention Pieces of a Woman and get your $250 discount. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone could benefit, please share. If there's a conversation you think we should be having or a topic that resonated with you, please let us know. You can engage and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces of a Woman Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a comment.